0: Welcome to the Lock Cast, your weekly source for LockSport News and sometimes interviews. This is episode 36, recorded February 7th, 2021. I'm your host, Charles Current, and in today's episode, a fully assembled 14-lever NATO Mercy Lock Picked, Matt's Lock Pit's new web store, several more interesting videos you should watch, Lockpicking Dev's YouTube channel removed, reinstated, removed again, and reinstated again, new products, my current list of online Lock Sport communities. The last surviving Watergate burglar has died at 98. Lockpicking Criminals Sales and Giveaways. You can find the audio version of this show almost anywhere you listen to audio content. Links to all stories discussed will be in the show notes. You can always find full show notes with clickable links at thelocksportscast.com. We're going to start off with a few quick announcements here. I'm still looking for more online Locksport communities. Uh, I'll share the list later in this episode of the ones that I currently have. If you have any that are not on there, be sure to let me know. I will also be posting the list here at a future date on thelocksportscast.com. So keep an eye out for that. I've been considering creating a weekly email newsletter covering uh you know some of the stories that I share in the podcast, as well as a few things that don't make it into the podcast. It could also serve as a substitute for those who either don't enjoy podcasts or don't have time to listen, and maybe a handy way for you to uh, Remember to check out the links if you are driving or something like that when you're listening to the podcast. I know that going back and remembering to check out the resources are not always easy. So if you would be interested in that, let me know if there's enough interest. I will uh, look into setting that up in a way that follows all the appropriate uh, rules and regulations. I've also been considering doing a weekly live stream. Uh, giving you a chance to give me feedback on the stories that were discussed on the podcast. All the stuff that, you know, kind of doesn't fit in the podcast could be discussed there. Uh, Unfortunately, I couldn't do it the same day and time every week because of my weird work schedule, but I would schedule them in advance so that you would know when they would be and you could uh, show up if you have the time. So let me know if you think either of those are a good idea, either by leaving a comment on YouTube, if you're watching there, or you can contact me via any of the methods listed in the show notes or at thelocksportscast.com. The Locky Awards uh, are officially open for voting. We haven't had a large turnout yet, so if you want to support any of the people that are listed, be sure to head over to lockyawards.com check out the videos and the people nominated and go follow the link below that to go vote and we'll start off the community news this week with a video by uh it's Boro he has 24 subscribers but he has been the first to pick a fully assembled NATO mercy lock on camera he picks it and guts it and this is the 14 lever version it has uh 14 levers and two blockers. He has made kind of his own special tools that he uses to pick it. And like I said, he does a full gut later pulling out all the levers and showing how the blockers work. It's a very, very impressive feat, and I really think you should go check it out. Matt's Lockpick has started a new web store. You can check it out at matt'slockpit.com. He has a he says he has a wide range of custom lock picking tools in stock and he intends to keep it nicely stocked. the description on the page says, Welcome to Matt's Lockpit. Here you will find a wide range of custom lockpicking tools suitable for locksmiths, locksporters, and preppers alike. My name is Matt. I am a locksmith, locksporter, and custom pickmaker based in sunny Wales, Great Britain. This is where all the tools are made and dispatched from worldwide shipping is available. So I recommend you go check that out. He's got some really beautiful custom Picks on there. And I thought I would mention that Rune Picker put out a uh, cool video here showing how he makes magnetic challenge lock pins. He makes them out of steel, uh, what I refer to as hitch pin clips. He cuts off the straight section of the clip, turns them down on a drummel using a file, and then he magnetizes them using some small, strong little magnets. And it's a It's very similar to how you make a lot of others, but since they're steel, it takes a little more work. So go check that out if you're interested. And Bromy Lockpicker put out a video in which he kind of shows off a homemade disc detainer pick that he made. It's a kind of a cool looking design made out of scrap brass. I thought it was interesting. I I love all this homemade picking stuff. So everything on it is brass, except for the screws and the injector pin. So I thought it was worth checking out. Check it out if you are at all interested. And I thought I would mention that Lockmania has started doing his channel sharing series. He's done several more here in the last few weeks. And I also wanted to say thank you because he specifically shouted out the Sports cast. So thank you for that, Lockmania. And if you are interested in finding any new Lock Sport channels or older Locksport channels to follow, make sure to go check out Lockmania's channel as he goes over that. In addition, make sure you check out the Shoutout Monday series by uh Starlock and Pocket Woman. And Jeff McGrill shared a video by Fishpick that he thought people should check out. It's How to Hold Your Lockpick for Success. And the description says, if you've ever wondered how to hold your lockpick to give yourself the best chance of success, then this episode is for you. I've audited some of the best lockpickers out there and done a side-by-side comparison of their technique, and here are the results. And he shows how basically the, the technique that the most, most of the successful pickers use, the technique he points out is actually very, very similar to the one I use, and I just find it a very natural-feeling technique, so I recommend you check it out. And I ran across a video on the Fort Washington Fire Company Number 1 Station 88 (laughs) YouTube channel entitled, Non-Destructive Entry for Firefighters, Police Officers, and EMS by Deviant Olive. So a lot of you know who he is. This is very similar to his other presentations, but with a slight twist tailored towards fire and EMS specifically. So if you happen to be working in one of those fields, This is an excellent presentation to get you started on different ways to gain entry and different ways to think about the problem. And I noticed on Discord, the Lockpickers United Discord specifically, there was a post that says, I am happy to announce that we have added two new staff to our team. Decoder and Norlin have both agreed to become babysitters. Oh, scratch that. Mods don't beat them up too much. And uh, for those of you who don't know, Norlin is the online handle for Michael Gilchrist, who is one of my patrons. So I thought I would give him a shout out. Congratulations, and good on you for taking on that burden. It looks like Lockpicking Dev had an interesting week. Starting on January 31st, he posted on Twitter, No! Not even a warning. I don't get it. I don't do giveaways different or anything different for that matter of fact, than anyone else. And um, he tagged YouTube and YouTube creators saying, how can I figure this out? This doesn't make sense. I can't even log in. My whole account has been disabled. And he's got screenshots of the message he received from YouTube that says, hi, lockpicking dev. We have reviewed your content and found severe or repeated violations of our community guidelines. Because of this, we have removed your channel from YouTube. We know this is probably very upsetting news, but it's our job to make sure that YouTube is a safe place for all. If we think a channel severely violates our policies, we take it down and to protect other users on the platform. But if you believe we've made the wrong call, you can appeal this decision. You'll find more information about the policy in question and how to submit an appeal below. And then it says, what our policy says. Spam, scams, or commercially deceptive content are not allowed on YouTube. And then it's got a learn more button and it says, how this affects your channel. We have permanently removed your channel from YouTube. Going forward, you won't be able to access, possess, or create any other YouTube channels. What you can do next. And then it's got, basically, you can review, you can appeal, you can review, but there's no warnings. There's no nothing. Just, Hey, we've permanently banned you from YouTube. And uh, dev says, Was it me saying thanks and good luck in the giveaway multiple times being counted as spam? I'm at a loss here. I just watched the video from YouTube explaining spam and scams, and it's the only thing I can think of. On February 1st, he tweeted out, Back up and running, though I didn't get any real feedback. I guess it was my suspicion. Too many of the same thank you comments. Thank you, everyone, for the support. And he shared a screenshot that said, Hi, lockpicking dev. We're pleased to let you know that we've recently reviewed your YouTube account. And after taking another look, we can confirm that it is not in violation of our terms of service. We have lifted the suspension of your account, and it is once again active and operational. And then the next day, February 2nd, he tweets out, YouTube account disabled again. Can I please get some feedback this time so I can fix whatever the issue is? Second screenshot is from yesterday when it was reinstated after this happened last time. No feedback to help prevent this from happening again. And he scared, shared the, the screenshot from earlier and then also a new one that said Hi, lockpicking dev. We have reviewed your content and have found severe or repeated violations of our community guidelines. Because of this, we have removed your channel from YouTube. A repeat of before. And then the next day on February 3rd, back up and running again at YouTube. Thanks for at least making the reinstatement go smoothly. I know it could be much worse and it's the same repeat of we've reviewed and it's not in violation and we've returned it to operational status again. (sighs) He is much nicer than I would have been in that case because I don't see how this is smoothly reinstating it, taking it down, reinstating it. Again, and all without any real good communication as to what the problem actually is, this is typical YouTube. And this is why I'm not comfortable having my content only on YouTube anymore. Uh, I, we, I know this happened to others in the LockSport community. I believe Helpful Lockpicker was one of them. It's also happened to other non LockSport channels that I have followed in the past. Some of them got reinstated, some of them didn't. So, as I've mentioned before, I've been taking steps to duplicate my content on other platforms. Uh, The Charles BuildsCrap channel is now mirrored on Odyssey or Library. They're both the same thing, same platform, but that has all been synced and mirrored over there. Uh, This channel is just the video portion of this podcast. And truth be told, I get more play time on the audio version only. But even with that, once this channel hits 500 subs... I will qualify to have it automatically synced to odyssey.com and I will be doing that as soon as I can. I also own the domains thelocksportscast.com, charlesbuildscrap.com, and charlescurrent.com. So if the YouTube channel happens to disappear at some date, just make sure you check out one of those domains and any one of them will get you the links to where my content is hosted. We have a new announcement for a black belt on Lockpickers United. It says, Congratulations to Man Caveman for crafting his way into the Black Belt Dojo with his beautiful DD pick and display of picking skills. He shows us the way into the EVA 3KS, the Zeiss Icon R10, and the ASA Twin Combi, and the ASA, or sorry, the Zeiss Icon WSW. Please give him your warmest congratulations. Congratulations, Man Caveman. That is a very big accomplish a uh, very big accomplishment. Uh, we also had three purple belts. We had Dys- dyslexic Mike, C. Vincent, and Efficient Ringo. Uring- I I don't know how to pronounce that, but congratulations to all of you. Um, it's no small feat to even get to purple. So, congratulations for our new products this week. I'll start off with a tweet from Mr. Litos. He says, first dimple locks decoding card. And he shares a link to a video by OFC. Uh, unfortunately, the video is all in French, so I can't understand all the details. However, the basics are pretty evident from the video. It's a key card used to decode dimple locks. The video also shows using the decode information to cut a wiper insert and then use that to open the lock pretty interesting even though it's in French and I can't understand a word that's being said I can understand what's happening and I think you can too so I recommend you go check it out another new product uh, not really new because I've covered it before but Lock Noob reviewed Rubber Band's new impressioning handle on his main channel Um, so the video is entitled Hooligan Keys Impressioning Grip Handle and it says, this is a review of the new Impressioning Grip from Hooligan Keys. Its popularity may mean that it may not always be in stock. So contact rubberband at gmail.com for any inquiries. And I'll provide a link to the Hooligan Keys website as well in the show notes. He did a pretty thorough review, demonstrates uh, using it on a lock that uh, was also sent by Rubberband to him to practice on. And then on his other channel, Side Noob, he does a full length video of that imp- same impressioning. So it's, it's shortened and kind of clipped up in the main review. But if you're interested in the whole process, you can check out his Side Noob channel. I'll have a link to that video in the show notes as well. I recommend you check it out. So, remember, this show is only possible because of your support. So, if you value this podcast, make sure to keep sending in your news, leaks, giveaway information, anything you have that's Locksport related. Um You have your own little corner of the Locksport community that you hide out in usually. Everybody does. They have their own preferred areas. Other people have other preferred areas. So... You have your Facebook groups, your communities, your YouTube channels, whatever you happen to hide in. And if you come across something there that you think the rest of the community would be interested in or could benefit from knowing, make sure to send it in to me. I will share it with the rest of the community who might not kind of haunt the same area as you do. And I think it's it's the best way to get the information out to everyone. You can send anything you have to podcast at the locksportscast.com or any of the contact methods listed in the show notes. Um, other things you can do to help are share the podcast. Share the podcast online with your friends and anywhere you can think of. I have asked in the past that people refrain from spamming like the, the Facebook groups, stuff like that. But if if someone wants to step forward and say, hey, I'm part of this group and I'd like to share weekly over there, I wouldn't be opposed to that as long as it's not like multiple people. That was the problem, is I'd have multiple people sharing the same episode. So if uh, one person wants to stay, step up and say, I'll be responsible for this group or this Discord or whatever, great. I can get you an entry into my giveaway for the pack lock a month for every time you share that. So it might be a good way to rack up quite a few entries. You can always leave a comment on YouTube or a thumbs up there or, uh, leave a review on your favorite podcasting platform, if they allow that. If you want, you can subscribe or donate on Patreon or PayPal. Also buy me a coffee, although nobody uses that. Um, If you are a patron, you will get a private RSS feed so that most weeks you can get the podcast show a little early. It's not always guaranteed, like this week I'm recording late Saturday evening and I probably won't even get it up in time for everyone else. But if you do support the show with a donation or with information that I can use in the show, I will give you a producer credit and give you a shout out on the show as well as provide a link for people to get to your website, your YouTube channel, whatever it is you would like to have shared. So let me know if you have a link that you want shared when you send me information. Uh, With that, I'd like to say thank you to the people that made this episode possible. Those are... The first of those are my executive producers, which are my Patreon subscribers. We have Medler, Panda Frog, Michael Gilchrist, Starlock, Williams Brain, To Be Deciphered, and Pat from Uncensored Tactical. They all have YouTube channels, um, so I recommend you check them out if you don't already. They're excellent pickers. Pat also has a website and a book and teaches training courses. So I will have his website linked in the show notes. Oh, and a podcast. What am I thinking? Uncensored Tactical Podcast. So check it out. Content producers. We have most of them also have YouTube channels, and I will have them linked in the show notes for everyone that does. I recommend you check them out too. They are really all excellent pickers, kind of the cream of the crop here. So we got Logan is on Discord, Charel, Jeff McGrill, Fiend, Panda Frog, Michael Gilchrist, Georgia Jim, NKT, Rune Picker. Feral Shooter, Teherne, Joshua Gonzalez, HV Logic, Starlock, and Pocket Woman. Alright, I'd like to move on to my uh, list of resources, online communities, for people to join in this particular time when we can't really get together in person. I think these communities are a great way for you to find like minded people and engage in something that is not stressful. It's not dealing with politics or religion or all these controversial subjects. It's just a place where you can go hang out and talk about something we all enjoy, which is lock picking. So we have uh Discords, we have Abstract Abstract Security Discord, Locksport Community Discord, The Tool UK Discord, The UK Locksport Discord, the Lockpickers United Discord, Extraordinary League of Pickers Discord, and of course my CBC Discord. We also have the PandaFrogs site, Challengelock.com, and on that he has the Million Scoville Locksport Club, so that's a good one to check out, and there's a forum on the Mean Challengelock.com website too, so if you have some questions or some things you want to point out there, you can. There are Facebook groups. We have the Art of Lockpicking Facebook group, Lockpicking Facebook group, Locksport, Lockpicking and Smithing Facebook group and the Locktube Facebook group, which is for Locksport videos. There is the subreddits, the Lockpicking subreddit and the Locksport subreddit, which is not very active, but it is there. And that's what I have for now. If there's anything else you can think of, make sure to let me know. Before we move on to the rest of the Lockpicking Criminals section, I'd like to discuss this story, which came across my uh, search, which is that the last surviving Watergate burglar has died at the age of 98. Uh, Mr. Martinez, a Cuban exile who worked for the CIA, sought to overthrow Fidel Castro and inadvertently helped topple another political leader, Richard N. Nixon, after being arrested with four other burglars at the Watergate office. He died at On January 30th, at his daughter's home in Florida, he was 98. Uh, A little bit about him and the history here. Mr. Martinez was the last surviving Watergate burglar, often described as one of the foot soldiers, in the 1972 break-in at the Democratic National Committee headquarters in Washington. The arrest of the burglars led to congressional investigations and ultimately to Nixon's resignation on August 9, 1974, as he acknowledged that he did not have the votes to escape impeachment. Aside from Nixon himself, who was pardoned by his successor, successor Gerald Ford, Mr. Martinez was the only person embroiled in the scandal to receive a pardon, which President Ronald Reagan signed in 1983. In his telling, He had been duped into participating in the burglary by E. Howard Hunt, a former CIA officer who helped plan the Bay of Pigs invasion before becoming a White House plumber tasked with plugging leaks and sabotaging sabotaging Nixon's enemies. By the time he met Hunt in 1971, Mr. Martinez had been working with the CIA for a decade, smuggling guns and ammunition into Cuba and ferrying people to and from the country in a boat Those maritime missions stopped in the mid-1960s when the agency put him on a part-time retainer of $100 a month, according to a CIA memo. But over lunch in Miami on the 10th anniversary of the Bay of Pigs, Hunt told him that the effort to liberate Cuba was not over. You're going to be active again, he said. A few months later, Hunt enlisted Mr. Martinez for a clandestine operation a national security job that was said to involve an alleged traitor. In fact, the mission was to break into the office of psychiatrist Lewis Fielding and dig up dirt on one of his patients, Daniel Ellsberg, who had embarrassed the Nixon administration by leaking the Pentagon Papers, the U.S. government's top-secret history of the Vietnam War. Mr. Martinez said, quote, "I have learned since that anyone who dissents can be called." even falsely, a traitor. But at the time, I was happy. We had received help to free Cuba. Now I could help the United States. Mr. Martinez broke into Fielding's office on September 3rd, 1971, working with two fellow Bay of Pigs veterans, including his longtime friend, Bernard L. Barker. As Mr. Martinez recalled, Hunt celebrated by opening a bottle of champagne, even though they found nothing significant. He soon recruited Mr. Martinez and Barker for another break-in, this time to look for evidence that Cuba and other foreign governments were donating to the George S. McGovern campaign. Their target was the DNC headquarters on the sixth floor of the Watergate building. Martinez and the other burglars were arrested by plainclothes officers early on June 17, 1972, when sometime after midnight, Watergate complex security guard Frank Wills noticed tape covering the latches on some of the complex's doors leading from the underground parking garage to several offices, which allowed the doors to close but stay unlocked. He removed the tape, believing it was nothing. When he returned a short time later and discovered that someone had retaped the locks, he called the police. Responding to the call was an unmarked car with three plainclothes officers working the overnight bum squad, dressed as hippies. And on the lookout for drug deals and other street crimes. The burglars' sentry across the street, Alfred Baldwin, was distracted watching TV and failed to observe the arrival of the police car in front of the hotel. Neither did he see the plainclothes officers investigating the DNC's sixth floor suite of 29 offices. By the time Baldwin finally noticed unusual activity on the sixth floor and radioed the burglars, it was already too late. The police apprehended five men, later identified as Figuillo, Gonzalez, Bernard Parker, James McCord, Eugenio Martinez, and Frank Sturgis. They were charged with attempted burglary and attempted interception of telephone and other communications. The Washington Post reported that the men wore rubber surgical gloves and were carrying bugging devices, lock picks, and door gyms almost $2,300 in cash, most of it in $100 bills with serial numbers in sequence, a shortwave receiver that could pick up police calls, 40 rolls of unexposed film, two 35mm cameras, and three pen-sized tear gas guns, among other items. Mr. Martinez, who was assigned to take photos during the fielding and Watergate burglars burglaries, also had a key to the DNC secretary's desk drawer leading to speculation that the burglars may have had inside help. He never explained why he had the key. Mr. Martinez pled guilty to conspiracy, burglary, and wiretapping charges on January 1973. He was also found guilty of conspiracy for his role in the Fielding break-in. That conviction was re- reversed on appeal. He served 15 months in prison, about as long as the other Watergate burglars. Two of the organizers of the break-in, Hunt and G. Gordon Libby, were convicted as well. But as mentioned, he was pardoned by Reagan later. And that's all I have on that story. So we'll move on to the rest of the lockpicking criminals news. And out of Mississippi, we have an article entitled Arrested on One Count of Felony Possession of Burglary Tools. On Thursday, January 28, 2021, Biloxi Police Department arrested 31-year-old David Ryan, I don't even know how to pronounce that name, of Biloxi, Mississippi, on one count of felony possession of burglary tools. The arrest stemmed from an investigation initiated after officers were called to the 100 block of Trevia Avenue, Biloxi, Mississippi, on January 28, 2021, regarding a suspicious person complaint. Upon their arrival, officers observed him allegedly attempting to pick the lock of the front door to a residence using lock-picking tools. He was transported to the Harris County Adult Detention Center, where he was incarcerated on $25,000 bond imposed by Harrison County Justice Court judge. So there would appear to be one of somebody actually caught in the act of trying to pick a lock. And a story that was shared with me by several different listeners, we have Mesa woman accused of picking locks at storage facility and stealing $20,000 in goods out of Mesa, Arizona. Mesa police say they have arrested a woman suspected of breaking into a number of locked units at a storage facility. On February 1st, t- detectives took 33 year old Sindel Despain, Despain into custody after allegedly linking her to a series of burglaries at a dollar store a dollar self store near. McKillips and Scottsdale Road. Police say she and her husband had rented the unit, which allowed her to get into the facility. According to Mesa Police, surveillance videos show her picking the locks on several units at the business. One unit was accessed two times on two different occasions. Police also say surveillance videos showed her loading more than $20,000 worth of stolen guitars, music equipment, and other items into her vehicle. When a search warrant was served on her storage unit, detectives say they recovered a number of stolen items from reported as well as unreported unit burglaries. Police say that she told detectives she has the ability to pick locks and that she chose to burglarize storage units to support her drug habit. She was booked into jail on three felony counts of burglary. Moving on to sales, I was made aware that there is a 10% off coupon for 3D Locksport with the coupon code PACKLOCK10, so 10% off your next order. And as it has been for a long time now, the Mako Locks Black Friday special sale is That page is still active, and the 15% off with the code BUYMAKO is still active and still works on top of those Black Friday specials. UK Lockpickers still has their 10% off with code GIFT that seems to still be working, but uh, I have no expiration date, so I can't even guarantee it will be working tomorrow. So, if you're interested, use it sooner rather than later. Moving on to giveaways, Feral Shooter is still having his 100 subscriber giveaway, the No Thumbs Challenge. He is challenging everyone to pick with no thumbs. You have to pick and gut, actually, with no thumbs and include the hashtag Feral Shooter 100. So I will leave a link to his video on that describing the rules in the show notes. The giveaway entries close February 19th. 10th, so make sure to get over there and check that out room picker is still doing his giveaway with the pick a master 410 lotto lock as fast as possible it's running until well for two weeks after his ASA 700 picking video which by my calculations puts it somewhere around february 11th so it is still active but you are running out of time PandaFrog still has his, uh, well, he will all year be doing a giveaway involving his PandaFrog challenge coins, and you can find all of the rules in the video that he shared, his uh, 140th English video, lockpicking Picking Monthly Giveaway 2021. Go check it out. I won't go through all the rules again, or you can go back and listen to my last episode, episode 35, where I kind of listed through all the rules. Teherna is still doing his giveaway for 2021. It's running until February 10th. Uh, he's giving away pinning trays, Euro cylinder holder, and a disc retainer pick handles. You should go check out his video if you are interested in winning any of those items. That giveaway, like I said, runs until February 10th. CLK Supplies does their giveaway over and over again. The hashtag LockBoss giveaway. Check out their video, which will be linked in the show notes, if you want to know how to enter that. I am not even going to go into trying to describe that. That'll be up to you to go check out. And Starlock and Pocket Women are still doing the Shout Out Monday series where they highlight channels on YouTube with fewer than 100 subscribers, so you can check those out. They do a monthly giveaway for a 20-pound Law Lock Tools gift certificate that is sponsored by Starlock. Uh, do a search for hashtag Shoutout Monday and check out any of the videos to find the rules. You can, uh, they're both doing videos, so make sure you check out both Starlock and Pocket Woman's videos every month. And that's the best way to get a good chance of winning. And of course, I'm still doing my Pack Lock a Month giveaway. So um, I've got to get things in order to do the giveaway for January's winner here pretty soon and I'll try to get that done this week. And all new entries will be for February's giveaway. So keep sending in your information, keep sharing the podcast with others. And um, like I said, if you want to carve out a specific niche, tell me, hey, I want to cover, you know, this Facebook group, and I'll, you know, I'll let you go ahead and do that and you're free to share the podcast every week in that group, uh, podcast or the YouTube channel, whichever you prefer, but share every, every, sorry, every week and I will make sure to give you an entry every week. I honestly don't like spending time on Facebook, so I'm not going to do it. So if you want to take that over, that's a good way to get a bunch of entries. And don't forget to vote in the Lockheed Awards. Um, I really would like to see some more participation. If, if I don't get a decent amount of participation this year, it will be the only year. Uh, at last count, I think we had only 15 people that had actually voted. So please go over to LuckyAwards.com, check out the videos and the, that were nominated and, uh, get your votes in. Uh, you have until February 28th. Remember to send me any information you have that's LockSport related. Even if you don't think it's important, it might just be the little bit of information that I need. Um, Anything you have from your little corner of the internet, send it in. Let me know about it, and I will get you entered into the giveaway as well as give you a shout out on the show. Thank you for all your support, and remember to keep it legal.